Hey guys, it's Darby. Are you having any dreams about coronavirus? I have been having crazy dreams, some of which are nightmares, and I thought it might be interesting to collect some of yours and mine to feature on the show. I set up a special email account for them so you can record a voice memo and send to me at c19dreams at gmail.com. That's c19dreams at gmail.com. If you're comfortable, give me your name, your location, and let me know if you know anybody personally who has the virus, and then record a description of your dream. If you're not comfortable sharing your name along with your dream, just send me the audio of the description of your dream. And if you don't know how to record a voice memo, you can write me an email and I will read it for you. All right, here's the show. Guess what? So today is Friday, April 3rd, day, I don't know, of London's lockdown. I've lost track. I think it's about, I think it's about two weeks. I think it's about two weeks. I think it actually was exactly two weeks ago today that we got locked down. But of course, we've been um, social distancing for quite a bit longer than that. I'm not having a great day today. You know, you've heard me say before that my mood kind of vacillates between baseline and low. And today is definitely... It's more of a low. I don't I don't know, man. I the stuff is really starting to get serious and real in New York City and I'm feeling that. Um I'm just feeling scared for my friends and the people that I know there. I still consider New York my town, you know, and I still I feel really um I feel really scared about what's going on there and how devastating it could be for my friends back home. You know, my my social feeds are starting to really fill up with stories of people being sick, of people knowing people who have died, tributes, um, you know, kind of, um, what's the word? I'm, we got tributes, uh, posts about people who we've lost. And Cuomo said the other day that it could be 16,000 New York City residents who, who we could lose, which is like five times the number we lost in 9-11. That's really scary. And then over here, our... Um, our freaking prime minister is at home with coronavirus. He has it. He's been home for a week. And um, even though he's, I think he was only told that he had to isolate for a week, but he still, as of today, has a fever. And so he's um, just kind of quarantined in this little apartment above 10 Downing. I saw his video check-in today and... Um, he was warning us all that it's going to be really nice in London this weekend, but stay the fuck home anyway. Um, but I got to tell you, his hair, I mean, I didn't think his hair could look any crazier than it usually does, but it looks pretty crazy. He doesn't look great. Um, he sounds normal, but yeah, his hair and his skin tone doesn't look great. I mean, it's just, just it's not good. So I'm scared. I'm sad. That's kind of all I've got today. I'm going to move on to the interview. My interview today, speaking of New York City, is with one of my favorite New York City residents. I mean, technically, he's a New Jersey resident, but he is a New Yorker. And his name is Jaron Lyles. He is somebody I met over a decade ago through Equinox. And he still teaches there, but he also is a very fancy trainer on something called the mirror, which is a thing you can get in the States. It's, as you might imagine, it's a mirror that hangs on your wall and you can take classes with Jaron and other fantastic trainers like hologram-like by looking in the mirror and mimicking what they're doing. 
um, in your home. So it's pretty cool. But it's only available in America. If you go to Jaren's Instagram, I think you will find a discount code for it. And he's also taking um, private Zoom clients. So you too, no matter where you are in the world, can train with Jaren. He's fantastic. I think I mentioned this in the interview, but he is one of the most creative trainers I've ever worked with. He's really awesome. And he is coming up right now. Stay tuned after the interview for another very quick breathing exercise and affirmation to take you into the weekend. Hi. Hey, you. How are you? You're in your professional room. <laughs> is that, is, wait, is that like, a, you have like a, a dedicated room for this? Yeah, I, this is my workspace. This is um, where I do my voiceover recordings. I have a little studio here. So it's like, it's soundproof and all that other stuff? Yeah, it's not totally soundproof, but it's pretty close. I have a really, um, uh, um, fancy window setup. The when you close the door, it kind of goes, you know, and it feels like you're in a hermetically sealed. It's it's better than a booth. Like I don't like sitting in a in a booth. It's all cramped and dark and hot. Right. So I'd, I this is this is actually the nicest recording space I've ever had in my entire career. So I may never be coming home. We'll see. We'll see what happens on November third. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't think you want to come here anyway. So okay. So here's what it, this is. We're calling. I'm calling this um coronavirus coping strategies with Darby. Basically, uh-huh. it's and and it's really just the reason that I started the show is that I you know I had I had a um a couple of pretty successful podcasts in my past and I stopped doing it because I just I my first one was about acting. I was just tired of listening to myself talk about acting. I was I was mm-hmm. just kind of done with it. But I found myself being drawn to wanting to create really just an audio diary of what we're all going through, um, since audio is my medium. And so I just, and 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 there are plenty of podcasts that are interviewing experts about this thing. I just wanted to talk to my friends and family, my network, about how they're coping, what they're doing to get through it, um, what their lives are like now. And I really wanted to talk to you because of the article you um, were quoted in 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 Men's Health about um, fitness and instructors and how um, how you're kind of muddling through this whole thing. So I want to talk to you, for, you know, just personally about just a catch up between the two of us and how you're feeling, but also um, about your business, how this has, has affected your business and what you're right. doing to survive, um, you know, financially during this thing. So yeah, so that's the deal. I guess I'm just going to leave our camera on as long as we don't start um, having any delay issues. Because um, it's nice to see you. <laughs> nice to see you too. Oh, there across the pond. Is that what you guys say? Across the pond. Across the pond. We're yeah, we're <laughs> thousands of miles away, but it's really nice to see you. Tell me how you are feeling. We're recording this on Saturday. It's March twenty eighth. It's four p.m. London time, which means it's what noon your time. Right. How are you feeling? A few weeks into this, you've been quarantined longer than all of New York. So here's here's the funny story. So I had booked a trip to Italy for my birthday, which was March 1st. And um, I went from February 23rd to March 3rd. Now, when I left, that was when it was starting to pick up in Italy, but it was in mostly Northern Italy and the Lombardy region. And I went to Rome and I had plans to go to Florence. But each morning I would wake up, I would check the statistics to see whether or not the virus was moving south. And it did not. But just to be safe, um, I was like, okay, let's go to Amalfi Coast instead so that, you know, no freak accidents happen when I go to Florence. Went to Amalfi, loved it, came back to the States. There were no check-ins or tests or anything um, when I landed. 
And initially my jobs were clearing me to go back to work because they paid attention to my itinerary and noticed that I didn't visit any cities that had any cases. But then just out of an abundance of caution, they decided to let me um, do my two week self quarantine and you know, just kind of feel it out. And so I did that, I had no symptoms, everything was fine. But the day that my two week quarantine ended is when the city announced that all the gyms and studios and stuff would be closed. So I've essentially not really been to a gym and like worked out on my own for a month and I haven't worked for the last three weeks. So um, I'm okay. I feel like I'm in a different position than I think other trainers are because even though I am a, a group fitness instructor in a gym, I also work for companies that provide at-home solutions. So I'm one of the founding trainers for Mira, which is a, a, a live stream product, which is a Mira and it streams classes through it. And I also do consulting and can provide workouts for Men's Health, which has this app called All Out Studio. So whereas a number of my peers and coworkers, you know, for the most part, either worked for a gym or themselves and have had to teach you know, live classes on Instagram and stuff like that. I, for the most part, had to just continue to promote the companies that I already worked for. And so um, it's, I, I, didn't, I didn't have to do as much for myself, I think, because I already sort of had this plan in place. But again, with a number of my peers um, struggling and having to diversify their business, like I wanted to basically find ways to speak up for them because they're doing their classes live on Instagram and the classes are free because you can't like really charge. And with everyone doing it, I feel like the fitness community would get used to all the free content. And then how would my other trainer and coach or friends, you know, make money? And so um, I had gotten interviewed by the New York Times and by Men's Health. And I tried to really advocate for people to donate and contribute and for trainers to you know offer options for payment so leave your venmo or your paypal after you do a live session because your clients love you and they want to support you and you know once that went out and it kind of went viral and i feel like the greater community saw it and i i think the trainers right now are a lot better for it they're starting to get some sort of income they're establishing their virtual training businesses. And essentially that's how we're adapting right now. I mean, I'm still filming for the most part for Mira and you know, I just did another workout series for men's health and I have my own private clients. And I think a lot of us are now starting to figure out how to navigate this new world that we're in, you know? Yeah, so how are you, how are you doing that just technically? Are you recording like on your iPhone at home or are you actually, are you allowed to go to a studio? Do they come to you? What's, how are you doing that? No, 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 I'm, so my living room has basically become a filming studio. So I have to keep it clean now, which is awesome because I never did. Yeah. And, um, you know, it is very spacious, which um, I'm never home. So I'm, I really have a big apartment that I really shouldn't, be paying this much for but now it has its benefit so um for the most part i will train my clients or teach classes here in the living room 
I'll bring out the equipment that I need from my little spare bedroom slash home gym. I'll set up my camera right on top of the TV and I'll film like videos and my classes here and whatnot. And basically trying to stay home as much as possible, um, except for going outside and running on occasion because I get like so crazy if I stay in here too long. Yeah, we're allowed. So the, the situation in London is that we're allowed to go out one time per day for some type of exercise. So I've been, I am um, the gym that one of the, the studios where I train has offered us, um, we were able to rent their equipment. So I have one 24 kg, no, 12 kg kettlebell, which is about 25 uh-huh. pounds. Um, and that's another story. When I first moved here, I, I, went to teach my first class at Equinox and I grabbed a pair of 15s. And so I go to teach my class. I'm teaching Metcon and I was like, why the fuck are these, this is, why am I so weak? And then I realized that it was in, it was in Kilgrim. <laughs> oh my God. That's, that's the funny thing because, because we work for gyms, yeah. like I don't have equipment at home. Right. And so the first couple of weeks that I've been home and it's like, I'm doing body weight stuff and I'm running, but I'm losing my muscle mass and my definition and I'm getting depressed and I'm gaining the COVID-19 as they call it. <laughs> I'm like eating all the food that I'm supposed to be saving because we're going to be home for months and months, but I'm eating it all because I'm watching Netflix and it's like, oh my God. And it's like, okay. So I buckled down and I went on a whole bunch of like, fitness website. I went on Rogue and Walmart, Amazon. And so I finally started buying equipment and I have my little home gym that's happening now. So I'm, I'm finally going to be able to get my fitness and gear because honestly, I don't know how much longer this thing is going to last. Like I'm, I'm perceiving that it's going to be at least another month. Um, so we, you know, I preach to my clients no excuses. And so I got to live by that too. Like no excuses. You know, I got to order the things that I can and do what I can in here. Um, and basically be the example, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been, yeah, I've been, I've been schlepping this kettlebell over to Clapham Commons. So if you can look on Google maps and see where I live, I live on the Southwest <laughs> corner of a big park. It kind of reminds me of prospect park. Um, most closely, uh-huh. there's not a lot of trees in it. It's a lot of open space. And so I slept this kettlebell over there and I put myself through a workout and then it's, it's always so hard to get the kettlebell home. <laughs> I, I, I named, I named the kettlebell. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I named the kettlebell Kamala for um, obvious reasons. Um, so you're, um, you're living in New Jersey right now. Is that right? Yes. What's it like on the ground in New Jersey? So it's, it's interesting because I'm in what's considered Bergen County. And it is the section of Jersey that has the most cases in the state. But it is a large county. And I'm in Union City, which is relatively like small and it's quiet. And um, so, I mean, there aren't that many people out. I'll see like a cop or two on occasion. But um, for the most part, everyone is indoors. Now, when I go running, I'm not that far from Hoboken and Weehawken in Jersey City. So those areas that are a little bit more populous and more importantly, uh, closer to New York, because there's a lot of people that live here, but work in New York. So there it's a lot more crowded. So I've had to kind of stay away from that area because keeping the social distance as I'm running is a little bit harder because now I'm dodging other runners and the sidewalks and stuff like that. And um, so where I am, I think is okay. And I'm really strategic, for example, about when I go to the supermarket, 
uh, so that, you know, I pretty much can stay home. And uh, that's, that's essentially it. Like I have enough, you know, sanitation, uh, sanitizing materials. I have face masks, I have, you know, gloves. So for the most part, our area is quiet and I stay indoors and hopefully, you know, I'll be okay. Yeah, so tell me about, um, besides going for your runs, what are some coping strategies that you are maintaining to help keep yourself sane and not too lonely? So I've definitely been FaceTiming uh, my friends a lot more lately. I, you know, I've always been someone that's like very career focused and work oriented and like very ambitious. And, and the cost of that has been me not making time to really speak to people. The only person I speak to consistently is my mother. And I do that when I go running, <laughs> but with me now working from home. So my schedule is starting to pick up where I do have clients and classes, but I have a lot more free time. So I've made it the point to text and communicate with my friends more. Uh, two, again, I am working more. So I'm starting to train my clients and teach classes. So that's helping to keep me focused. And three, you know, this is kind of the time where I feel like myself and other people should be working on personal growth and things that we've been putting off. So I'm studying more. I'm working on things that I felt were weaknesses of mine. For example, stretching. When I'm watching, you know, Netflix, I'll get up and I'll do some stretches. Now that I have time, I'm trying to think about all the things that I put off and the people that I put off. And, you know, like, not just working on it now, but hopefully when all this is over, that I'm able to incorporate these things back into my normal life and have that balance, you know? I, um, I did a post on Instagram last night that said, when all this is over, um, I don't want things to go back to normal if back to normal is the way things were before the virus hit. Like, I want myself and other people to have learned something from everything that we're going through right now. Mm -hmm. And for me, that includes, you know, like being able to manage my time better and to be more available to the people that I love. Yeah, I think that's really the, that's, the, that's been the benefit for me. I'm like, why weren't we doing these Zoom catch-ups with my family all along you know we could have been doing this all along why why, why right. like, that, that's been the one kind of pop, a one of the positive things that's come out of it for me um do you know anybody personally who has it yet yeah so um last week my uncle actually passed away from it oh, um God. and i'm waiting yeah so and i'm kind of waiting to hear about my aunt and cousin so for the longest time this uh, whole crisis with the, was theoretical, but um, it's a real thing now. And admittedly, emotionally, it bothers me, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm okay because this is the reality of the situation. Um, but it's, it's very hard to turn on the news or to get an article and to read the statistics. And you see there are um, 500 deaths this week and there's one death that you know. You know what I mean? It's very weird to get a number in the email and that number means something to you when it did not before. And the only thing that I can hope is that that doesn't continue to grow. 
And, you know, I bug my mom all the time. Mom, are you indoors? Don't touch the handles when you walk down the stairs. Uh, for the most part, she only goes outside to go driving because she gets stir crazy too. So she'll go driving and then she'll go back in the apartment. So like, I'm, I think that the reality has hit home for a lot of my family and friends. And we really are doing the things to allow us to kind of get through this. I think with me being busy and focused on myself and my friends, it, it does help me to not think about the gravity of what's happening around me. And, I, and that would probably be helpful for everyone else to not be glued to their screens and, and getting constant alerts saying, the first firefighter died of the virus, the first MTA person died of the virus, the first doctor, the first principal. It's like all of these constant alerts and trying to get our attention and clickbait and stuff like that has not really been helpful for our emotional and mental well-being. So like I highly recommend that people turn off the alerts, check statuses in the morning if you need to, and then just go about your day and just make sure you're being careful for yourself. Yeah, I feel like I feel like putting a time limit on news consumption is more important than ever. And that's something that I've struggled with. I mean, ever since I became politically aware, um, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, let's not talk about politics. <laughs> oh, God, that fucker. Anyway, <laughs> so <clears throat> very important question. So I, I keep making the joke that all of my black lady friends are concerned about their hair and all of my white lady friends are really freaked out about their Botox and lip injections. Like, when is this stuff going to expire? <laughs> but you also have, like, what's going on with your hair, man? Oh, oh so <laughs> it's been over a month since I've gotten my hair done and my uh my loctician has said that um if i wanted to come in to get it done i could she lives in brooklyn clearly i'm in jersey so there would there would be a great deal of commuting that would have to happen in order for me to get there and i mean as much as this is bothering me this is just hair if i had to i could do my hair on my own because for the first six years that I've had locks, I did do my hair on my own. I would just need to actually go to CVS and get all of the stuff that I need for it. So I could conceivably do it myself, but yes, I'm definitely, uh, I definitely am wearing this band for a reason. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me that I actually did it myself. I probably will have to go to CVS now with gels and, and all the pins and yeah. See what happens. Yeah, yeah. I think you should I think you should document that for um social media. Um guys, if you're not following Jaron, by the way, um your Instagram is Jaron Lyles, just Jaron Lyles. Yes, it's just my name. Yeah, uh -huh. he's a really good follow um on Insta. So I highly it's recommend spelled D-E-R-R-E-N-L-I-L-E-S. One go. word. And I'll put a link, I'll put a link to um his contact information in the show notes because now that he's got all this time on his hands, you could actually even train with Jaron, which is a pretty awesome thing to do. Yes, I do one-on-one -on -one virtual training, 30-minute uh, training, 60-minute training, and uh, you can also buy uh, the mirror, but the mirror is, is only for people right now in the United States. I can virtually train people all over the world, and actually I, well, and actually I kind of do, so uh, please hit me up if you need it.
Yeah, I think I want to. I think I want to hire you to to send me some um, workouts for my kettlebell because I'm running out of ideas. <laughs> and that's my favorite. My favorite thing about you as a trainer is how creative you are. You come up with you come up with the craziest ideas for people to to, to move their bodies. It's really um. It's he's really quite talented, guys. So check him out. I think it stems from my so my former career was a school teacher. So I taught elementary school, second, third, and fourth grade for uh, almost ten years. So having to entertain and be creative with seven, eight, nine, and 10 year olds, I think plays a role in how I program yeah. my classes and training, so. Yeah, awesome. Is there any other thoughts about this thing? Anything else you wanna to say to the folks? Any other advice for how to get through this? I think we will get through it, just considering uh, all the things that mankind has gone through in history this is, uh, we can overcome this. Like we can get over this. It's not gonna be easy, but we have to have empathy for one another. You know, like I feel like there are certain areas that may not understand the gravity of the situation because it's not hitting them yet. Mm -hmm. And it's better to start practicing habits now uh, in case it does come there. And number two, I think we collectively as like, government and citizens need to put aside our differences and work together and come up with strategies to help us all overcome it. Just do your part. That's, that's all it is. At the end of the day, do your part to help mitigate the spread of the virus because other countries have started to do it. Um, other governments are making the hard and the, the hard decisions and the sacrifices for the health and the betterment of the people so that they can slow the spread and get through this. And we just all need to do it collectively. And one of these days, this is gonna be something that we're gonna sit with our grandkids and our great grandkids and laugh at. There's a, there's a meme that's going, a meme that's going around that says, our grandparents had to fight in the war for us to survive. And all we have to do is sit on our couch. So staying home, is what we need to do in order to survive people. I believe we can do this. Yeah, I think that's a good note to end on. Jaron Lyles, thank you so much for joining me today. I love you, I miss you. I love you more, Darby. It's so good to see you. Um, let's chat again soon, okay? Yes, babe, love you. So to close the show out today, I wanna to offer you just a very simple affirmation that you can do along with your deep breathing exercises. So um, sit up nice and tall. Empty all the air from your lungs. Take a deep breath in through your nose. And as you exhale, just mentally affirm, this is temporary. Do that again. Inhale through your nose. Fill up your lungs completely. Exhale, affirm, this is temporary. My dad has a saying, I may have talked about this already on the show, I'm losing track of what I'm talking about with my friends or, or here with you, but my dad always says, good times don't last, bad times don't last, and that's particularly important right now when we're going through what is undoubtedly, undeniably a bad time. So just remember that it's temporary. Inhale. Exhale. Affirm this is temporary. One more time. Deep breath in. Exhale. Affirm. This is 
temporary. I hope that you find some joy this weekend. I hope that you relax. I hope that you get out and move your body a little bit. And I hope that you remember that this is all temporary. I'll talk to you soon.